Welcome to Game Changer Podcast. I'm David Villa, and I am here with the lovely Diana Villa, my spouse of going on 30 years this coming year, 29 years. It actually just was 29 years. But we're here, and we're going to talk about what, what it means to have the peace of God. We're going to talk about how to find God's peace. And, um, you know, I would wonder if that were one of the top things Googled. You know, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but they say that how-tos are the number one Googled phrase, how to do something. And I would imagine that in this day and age, I'm not sure if people would phrase it this exact way, but you know, how do I get peace? How do I find peace? What does God's peace mean? And we're going to talk about how to find the peace of God this morning. And you know, Diana, um, today, you know, it's a wherever you're listening to this and whenever and however you're listening to this, if you're watching it, you know, I want to just say the Bible talks about that we're, our hearts are to be ruled by the peace of God. We don't like the word ruled, right? You know, we're, 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 you know, well, we are in America, many of you are all over, but you know, Americans, especially, you know, and, and people, we want freedom. Like no one's going to tell me, you know, what to do. And so the word ruled is not something that we gravitate towards. But I want you to understand that, you know, it's a good thing to be ruled by the peace of God. And, and Jesus, one of the names of Jesus, the Bible, um, you know, uh, brings out is the Prince of Peace. You know, he's, he's known as the Prince of Peace. And, um, you know, a prince, princes have kingdoms and, and he has a kingdom. And so, and here's the great news. He rules not by the iron fist, right? He doesn't rule by, you know, a dictatorial way. He rules by peace. And so as followers of Christ, you know, um, you know, as a follower of Christ, and many of you are listening, you're, you're followers of Jesus, right? We possess a deep and abiding trust in him. We're called to let his peace rule in our lives. And here's the craziest thing about it. When you're in a, a worldly kingdom, you know, you have no choice, you know, um, you know, you're going to look, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to serve, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And, you know, and here's, and here's what he says. He's, he calls us this interesting phrase to let his peace rule in our lives. So it's a voluntary, you know, calling that we receive. So it tells me that when I'm walking through this world and I'm walking without peace and I don't feel peace or I feel anxiety and I stressed out to the max and pressure's just coming in from every side, which it happens to everybody, by the way. If you're a believer, you're not immune to that. It's, it's It ranges on the just, the unjust, and you're going to experience that in this world, just period. I don't care. Billy Graham experienced it. I mean, Jesus experienced it. I mean, the reality is we're going to experience it, but... It tells me that when I'm experiencing that, I can choose to walk in it just like anybody that that doesn't know him would walk in it. Or I can choose to answer the calling of his peace that will rule in my life. It'll come in. Here's what I think. Diana, the peace of God will come in and set things straight. You know, I Pretty think good, one of huh? the things you were talking about and when you was talking about kingdoms, I kind of felt like it's about surrendering. So you have to, you know, to be able to really um, enjoy the fullness of the peace of God, it will take a surrender of those things that disrupt um, your ability to find peace and rest in Him. So, you know, and I, and I find more and more that um, when I'm asking the Lord for something to activate something in my life, 
most likely, you know, struggle comes to kind of get me to that point. So when I'm asking for peace, chaos comes my way to put my, you know, trust in God and my reliance on Him to the test. Am I, do I want it in speech or do I want it in my actions and in my behavior and in my thoughts and, you know, every part of who I am? So I think, you know, if you're looking for the peace of God, I'm going to say, don't be discouraged, be encouraged if, you know, some more chaos comes your way to help activate that. But I think ultimately to be able to obtain the peace of God, you know, just like all things, you have to surrender, you know, whatever it is that you that disrupts that. And that might be um, things that you do, that may be people, that may be um, thinking, that may be anxiety. You know, everyone's situation is individualized. And so I think you have to also, you know, when you're asking for peace or trying to trust the Lord to give you peace in a situation, you need to also make sure that you're open for him to speak and say, hey, if you want my peace, you're going to have to let go of this and pick up this, mm, you know, good. so... Yeah, and it 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 definitely is de- definitely a surrendering. You know, it's a, it's a choice that you and I make. But and a lot of times as believers, I know using my, you know, my walk with God because you know that's the best thing we can use, right? Is our experiences. So I can tell you that I don't. You know, I can tell you that I don't relate to you, or I can tell you that. I completely understand because I've broken all the rules, right? I've been there. I've done that. And so I've been in places and continue to walk in places where I, you know, it takes me longer to surrender, you know, um, to God. You know, it takes me longer to, you know, to, uh, you know, to give God, you know, um, my life and surrender over my will to him because so it takes a full surrendering and, and it's hard to do that. And the deeper we get or the it's because it's a control. It's, you know, we feel like that we have to be in the driver's seat because look, I know what's going on. I know what's at stake in my life. It's, it's my life. And, you know, in, in it's, I need to take responsibility for it or whatever, or I'm the one that's going to fix it or, Hey, just get out of my way. Let me fix this. And so, you know, I, it's, it's a, it's a, it is a surrendering thing. And, you know, I'll just say this, it's a deception because you and I, we deceive ourselves into believing, right. That our hearts will find the rest we seek anywhere outside of him. David has deceived himself over and over again into believing, right, that my heart will find rest somewhere besides him. And so I think it's something that, you know, Paul in, in Colossians was trying to say as well when he when he wrote this. But I wanna I wanna ask this question and this will get us thinking this morning, okay? Um, are we trying to control what we can't control? You know, there's things going on in this world that that nobody's experienced, right? There's seasons over the last couple of years that have gone on that, you know, we've never seen in our lifetime, nor maybe will we ever see again. And just a lot of things that are going on. But here's my question. Are you trying to control what you can't control? You know, are you letting your mind be dominated by the what ifs, right? And, um, you know, I was thinking about um, the story because really it's fear-based. We were talking about this yesterday. It's it's fear-based, and it's you know, fear is a fear is in faith or cousins. It's like, but fear doesn't get invited to the family reunion. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's, it's the it's the black sheep cousin. It's the cousin that you know where, where the problems are. It's the cousin that was in jail, right? It's it's the deal that you know. But it's the cousin of faith. And what I mean by that is your fear is faith in something. It's just faith in what you don't want to happen. And uh, you know, I was thinking about the passage we were talking about this yesterday, where the disciples were in the boat. Jesus was sleeping in the bottom. 
you know, he was asleep in the bottom of the boat. So he was in the boat and it began to storm and the disciples were scared, right? And they thought they were going to die. They thought they were going to go down. And so they woke Jesus up. Jesus gets up, you know, from asleep. And then he looks at the wind and waves. He rebukes it. And he says, peace be still. Everything stopped and became peaceful. And then he looks at his disciples and, and challenges their faith. And what came to my mind is, you know, the boat had no chance of going down because Jesus would have drowned. Jesus was in the boat. And, you know, here's the thing. The, the answer was in the boat, even in the storm. The answer was in the boat, sleeping, even in the storm. The peace can be in the middle of the storm. Jesus was in the boat asleep in the middle of the storm. He didn't have to wake up for them to not die. He didn't have to. He didn't have to take control, you know, and, and do something and perform a miracle for them not to die. And I want you to understand that he is in your boat as well. And your boat won't go down as long as he's in it. And so peace can exist in the middle of the storm, even if things seem seemingly are asleep, even if, even if things are quiet, even if there's no, nothing happening so to speak, even if you don't see the answer or hear the answer, if you can't see it working, it doesn't mean that it's not working because Jesus is in that boat and he had a mission, you know, in life. And so he wasn't wasting time just being lazy. And, um, so I, you know, that's, that encouraged me that he was in the boat. Peace was in the boat the whole time. They did they, you know, but they couldn't see it unless he got up and, and, and manifested and made it happen. And I think that's a lot of times the way we act as believers, you know, um, we're trying to rule. And, I don't, and I'll say this, we'll, we'll never find peace if we are trying to rule. We'll never be at rest if we're convinced that we need to do God's job for him, right? You know, I was reminded of the scripture, and I Googled it real quick because I, I thought it was Second Corinthians 4, but I just want to make sure. I was reminded of it, that though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And that's really where the peace and rest in God is. It's like outwardly we're being, you know, we are wasting away. There's things that are wearing on us, you know, stress, struggle, lack, fear, um, you know, bad things do happen to good people. You know, bad things do happen to Christians. So you're, you're all those things that are wearing, your kids are going bonkers. You know, your husband is, you know, being dumb, whatever it is that outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And that's how you walk with the peace of God is that you have to be inwardly renewing yourself day by day. And that scripture goes on to say, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. You know, I think it's, you got to make sure to walk in the peace of God that you don't let your external, and, and one of our leaders were talking about this yesterday, um, that our external circumstances do not penetrate our internal trust, peace, joy, hope, the fruits of the Spirit that we have in Christ Jesus. So I think you walk in peace in spite of your situation when you are inwardly renewing yourself day by day. And when your thoughts go to what you don't have or what your situation is, you need to automatically bounce them back to what the Word of God and what God has said so that you go, yes, I feel this way, but you know what, Lord, you said this, that you renew your thinking and put your focus back on what, you know, the promises of God and what God's declared over your life and what you know God's spoken to you, that, you know, he is a provider. So I don't understand the situation. It's more than just your thoughts, right? You Sometimes we have to put those things in action. So, you know, God can, he could drop, you know, a, a, 
a block of money down in your roof. That could happen like Santa Claus down through your chimney. He could do that. He's capable. But most likely his provision is going to come by what? The work of your hand. You yeah. know, you can't sit at home and, and not go seeking a job and expect God to not have someone knock on your door and say, hey, I have an, a job opportunity for you. Or, I, hey, I have some money for you. Does he do that? Yes. I've heard amazing stories about God providing in those ways. But most likely, not only are you going to have to have that inward renewing, but you're going to have to put some of those things into action when you when you are seeking that too. Yeah, and for to a world and a people, you know, in the society that we live in, this accustomed to conflict and trouble, you know, the promised peace of God. You know, we're, we started last week on this discussion, and I want to pick a back up on this on this a little bit as well. The Bible in Philippians it talks about the peace passes understanding. That's that's the way it describes God's peace. And so in a world that's accustomed to conflict, trouble, right, to have the promised peace of God, I think is 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 desirable, but it's something that they can't even begin to imagine. So looking at like a deeper meaning, what is a peace that surpasses all understanding, right? And so to do this, we talked about this again yesterday as well when we were in our leadership meeting on this topic, before Paul reassures, you know, us, right, the people that he was writing to a perfect piece that's available to guard their hearts, he encourages them to do something that sounds a little odd, right? So then you have to go in front of, you know, the scripture that talks about peace that passes understanding. You got to go and look before that. And Diana mentioned this a little bit last week, but I want to bring it up again. He he mentions to them to do something odd that might even be difficult when you're searching for peace, when you're in an anxious season or you're in a a stressful season or, or you're in a pressured season. He said this, he said to rejoice in the Lord and not only on on an occasion or when times are good, but he said to do it always. In Philippians 4, 4 through 7, it says rejoice in the Lord always. And he said it again. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious. There it is. About anything but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, there's the word thanksgiving that coming in. There's that rejoice again. There's that thankfulness, that gratefulness. He said, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then it says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so think about that, the odd deal that, that he's saying, look, not you know, you want God's peace. The way to, to, to get peace that passes understanding is to, is to understand the peace giver. And that's really what I'm hearing. You know, he's the Prince of Peace. In order to get peace, you have to understand, you have to identify with the Prince of Peace. You have to, you have to uh, understand the character of, of who it is that's the peace giver. It's not just a gumball machine where you walk up and you put a quarter in, you, you turn the handle, and out pops peace. He's, he's not just a miracle worker. He's not, you know, he's, not a, he's not a genie that you rub a lamp and it comes out and you're like, hey, God, you know, can I get some peace? You know, he's not, that's not, that's not how God works. You know, there's a relationship aspect here. And so what, what God is, what the word is saying is that we have to rejoice always in the Lord and we have to be thankful and we have to present our request to God and then we have to, and we have to approach him. We have to recognize him as the Prince of Peace. We have to come in and do it his way. And when we do this, can I just say this? The peace that transcends all understanding, what that kind of means to David is that he knows what I need, even when I don't know what I need. 
You know, if I'm going through situations right now and all I know is I wake up and there's pressure. I go to bed and there's pressure. You know, I turn on the news and there's pressure. I get notifications on my phone and there's pressure. You know, I, I hear what's going on and there's pressure and there's pressure and there's 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 anxiety and there's and there's turmoil and there's stuff and, and it's just and it's heavy. Then all of a sudden, I don't know the answer. And I would say if you're honest, you know, you don't know the answer. But he does. And then, and then it's a peace that passes understanding. It's sometimes it's, it's like when you can experience a peace and you don't even understand how, how this is happening, why this is happening. And you certainly didn't do it. And, and, it's, and it's amazing. And, uh, you know, that illuminates it. It brings it out to me. You know, I think we're trying to have peace on an external, but peace is an internal, um, it's an internal decision that has external, you know, results, right? So I think peace, I think first of all, you know, the the Bible talks about where he says, you know, peace I give to you, that he was going to leave, and peace I leave with you, a peace that uh, the world doesn't give us, I give you, so do not let your heart be troubled, neither afraid. So I think that's another thing, you know, peace is synonymous with our hearts. You know, the Bible talks about the issues of life flow through our heart, but also the, the, our heart is a really big component. We're trying to get peace here, but, and that's good, we need peace of mind, but peace of mind starts here. So I think, you know, to, to have, to walk in the fullness of the peace of God, I think you have to reside in your heart that I'm going to walk in peace and be guarding your heart with the peace of God and the things of God. And as you do that, that flows to the other areas, your thoughts, your mind, your reactions, your responses, how you feel when you, you know, when you're put to the test. So I think, you know, peace, we feel it's an external thing, but it's actually an internal thing that starts within our hearts. It does. And, you know, the key, and this is, this is a key, right? So keys open doors and keys unlock things. So I'm going to give you a key that the Bible says, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll miss it or diminish it. And the key here is that peace comes as a result of action, right? Which is prayer. When we petition God, no, there's that word again. You're like, okay, man, the last thing I want to do right now is pray in the middle of the situation. Well, you know, then you're thinking of prayer the wrong way, right? You're now, now all of a sudden you're making prayer heavy. The enemy, the enemy can cause you to, to, to consider prayer as heavy. Like I'm, I, I, the last thing I want to do right now, I'm not in the position, man, look, you know, my faith is down. I've doubted, you know, uh, you know, their circumstances are heavy. You know, I've, I've committed this sin even in this process. You know, I've doubted God, all of these things. I'm not in the position to do. And you begin to diminish and you're like, how can I even come to God and present this to him? Because God's holy and, you know, he's gonna be disappointed in me. You know, I've let, you know, he, I didn't listen to him. I got in this mess because six months ago he told me this, you know, we start to listen to the voice of the enemy. Well, prayer is not like that. Listen, we have to petition God and understand that that's the process here. So it's as simple as, you know, you're in the shower, you're driving to work, you, you know, you're laying in bed, you're, you're, you know, walk outside, you go to the restroom at your office, whatever you need to do. You don't even have to close your eyes. You just literally give it to him in some capacity. And when you do this, you know, and we go to him with our requests, when we go to him with our worries, our cares, our concerns, we get a bonus gift, right? Not only, not only does he hear us, right, but he gives us peace, he gives us, a, which is an easy feeling in return. You, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's a piece that when you, when you know you, when you're a kid, you know, when you can't, or, or maybe your child, and they, you can't do any, something for yourself. And, you know, your parent works something out for you. It's, it's you know, you know it's going to be okay if it's within their ability to fix it. 
And so I want you to think about that. Although your parents, although you, although a human can't fix everything, God can. And he's the ultimate father. So not only does he give us, you know, does he hear us, but he gives us peace. An easy feeling in return. Here's why. Because we've dealt with the problem correctly by giving it to him, right? The one who can do something about it. And it means that no matter our circumstances, it doesn't matter what we face. It doesn't matter what we're walking through. It doesn't matter how deep it is. If we're able, to, you know, we'll be able to handle it in stride. And, you know, our faith in God will dispel the fear, right? And conquer the enemy and uh, leaving us in content in whatever life brings. And there's the peace in the situations. That just reminds me of uh, scriptures, uh, Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. So I have to, peace is also found with thanksgiving. We have to have a thankful heart. Um, petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. So uh, there, there's something about that, too, is to have peace, you also have to find have thanksgiving of what God has already done for you. Yes. He's paid the price. You know, when, when he was beaten and bruised and, and he died on a cross, he encompassed everything that we would need to make it through this life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to do, I want to read a couple of comments here, you know, and, and I want, I want to challenge you if you're watching us live, you know, not everybody gets to by far the majority of people who listen to us are not watching us live, but you know, we do have a few who do, who catch us live on YouTube and uh, you know, we want to, we want to challenge you, you know, throw out in the comments, maybe in this next couple of minutes and we'll try to address some, something that you do to find peace in the Lord, maybe something you need peace over. Dumasani you know, um, said, you know, whenever you feel anxious, Soak yourself in prayer, worship, and the Word of God. How about that? Huh? That's some good advice right there. Soak yourself in prayer, which is what the Bible says here, right? Soak yourself in worship. You know, worship brings about a change. Why? Because it brings about a heart change. It brings about a posture change. And then soak yourself in the Word of God, which begins to build your faith. Great comment, Dumasani. Uh, Dana Dowd said, worship is your weapon. Hey, I think I know somebody that has a Bible plan on that um, and you can check that out on you version. Worship. Shameless. Shameless. Hey, she did it. She did it. Worship is my weapon. And absolutely it is. And, you know, um, that's a great point because worship is something. Maybe we can spend the next couple minutes doing that. And if you have a comment, um, we'll try to get to it as well um, here in the next couple of minutes and read it and include you guys in the end of this uh, episode. But, you know, listen to, think about that. Worship. Worship does something. I was listening this morning on the way here and I put it on repeat. I uh, played it three times. Um, and, uh, normally I'm quiet in the car on the way here, but I listen to this on goodness of God. It's been on my heart and, you know, it's, it's interesting because it gives me, it brings peace into situations, at least in this season of my life, because it talks about all my life. You've been faithful. I mean, nothing's taking, taken us out yet, folks. I want you to hear that everything you've gone through, everything that you thought was going to take you out, every circumstance that at the time you thought, I can't make it through this. This is the one that's going to do it. This is this, listen, I can't. I can't make it through this financial hardship this time. I can't make it through this physical illness this time. I can't make it through this relational challenge this time. I can't make it through this spiritual issue or this emotional issue. COVID, I can't make it through these two years. This is going to be the one that takes me out. Can I just say this? You're still here. All my life, you've been faithful. All my life, you've been so good. All my life, you've never let me down. So why would you start right now? You know, the enemy's a liar. 
And he's a father of lies. He can't tell the truth. He doesn't know the truth if it hit him in the face. Why? Because he's a father of lies. Can I just say this? He's, he's lying to you and I when he says you can't make it through, that this one's going to be different. Can I just tell you that the peace of God, the peace of God will rise up and it will take place if you allow it and it's a rule in your life and it'll rule. It'll set things in motion. Amen. Peace is, is found. Peace is found when we tap into God. And I want to say this, when, when the peace of Christ rules in our hearts, we'll be content to trust his direction. You know, God is a supernatural God, but I do want to speak out and say that, but he's also practical. So, you know, if you are surrounding yourself about things that are going to disrupt your peace, most likely peace will not come. So I think, yes, he's a supernatural and he can come in, but I have found more often than not in my walk with God that he is not a magic wand God. And, you know, often we want him to just kind of move his magic wand and just make everything okay and make it right. And he, there are situations because God knows what we can and cannot handle that he does supernaturally move on our behalf. But I, in my own personal walk, I have found that most of the time when I am, you know, needing something from the Lord or asking the Lord for something, he works in practical ways. Um, and so remember that maybe it's not that God's withholding something from you, but maybe there is an action or there's a practical step that you need to, you know, do. Um, you know, an example, if you want to quit smoking, it's probably not a good idea to keep buying cigarettes, right? The practical step is, yes, God wants to, to, to deliver you and set you free from that addiction. But if you're putting yourself in a place where you're going to buy them, and you have them with you, and you carry them in your you know, pocket, well, most likely, you know, you're the reason, you're the holdup from being set free because you're putting yourself in a place to, to have that in your life when God's, you know, calling you for more. If you, um, you know, I, I'm, I hate to say this, but, you know, you're trying to lose weight, it's probably not a good idea to have little Debbies in your desk drawer, right? You know, we have someone here at our office that they – don't want to put the Debbies in their desk drawer, so they buy them and put them in somebody else's desk drawer so that they have them when they're available, but they've put a piece in their heart that um, they're not buying the Debbie snacks. Oh, Blaisdell. Oh, Blaisdell. <laughs> Sorry. But the fact of the matter is, the practical step is, and I'm, I'm joking, but the practical step is don't have the little Debbies. You know, I want to pay attention to what I'm eating. It's probably not a good idea just because people come over on the weekend to make brownies and not send the brownies. Brownies, extra brownies home and leave them there. She's talking to herself, folks, because I just looked at her last night and was like, hey, we need, I just ate three ice cream sandwiches. We need to get, to get these things out of here, you know? So he's a practical God. He is a supernatural God, but he often uses practical steps in our life. And so are we listening when God's putting those practical things and people in our life to speak? to seek and speak um, practical things, practical steps to get where we want to be, are we utilizing those practical steps? Yes. Great. Good, good, good stuff. Um, we're going we're gonna to end it. Let me, I want to read another comment too. Someone said on uh, YouTube, it's easier to be reminded of this or that the closer you get to him in a relationship. And that's good stuff. Good stuff. Good comments. And uh, let, let me just, let me leave you with this today. And, you know, peace is not found within yourself and peace is not found in me. It's not found in you. It's not found in our job. It's not found in our relationship with our spouse or it's not found in our kids. It's not found in our work. 
And, you know, it's found, it's found only at the source, which is Jesus. Peace will come when you welcome him to reign in your life as the Lord of your heart. You know, today I will let my heart be ruled by peace. That's my declaration. The peace of Christ. Today I will let my heart be ruled by the peace of Christ. Today I will give up my desire for spiritual self-rule. And the Bible, you know, and I want to ask this, you know, the question is this, you know, you're listening right now. Maybe someone's listening that doesn't know Jesus. Maybe someone's listening that, you know, has never really heard anything about his peace. Maybe you're you're new to him. So you ask the question, can we all get this peace? You know, can we all get it? And, you know, can I just say that's the best part, right? The Bible tells us that every one of us has the ability to get this peace that passes understanding. And it's just like the living water. You know, Jesus <clears throat> refers and offers the woman at the well in, in John 4.10. All we have to do is believe in Jesus, right? Confidently, completely give our troubles to God and breathe, knowing joy will follow in the hope, right? And, and so he'll give you peace in the process. He'll give you peace of mind. He'll give you inner peace. All these things that you've heard, all these things that you've seen, all these things that the world seeks, he'll give us perfect peace. He, you know, peace that's designed by God. That's the ultimate level of peace. And I want to leave this scripture with you that, that proves this, right? This is Jesus in John 14, 27. He says this, and here this is it, plain as day. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So there it is right there, right? When he says, I'm the prince of peace. And the Bible says, Paul says, you know, that you'll have peace that transcends or surpasses understanding. This, this is what it is. Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. You can't find it in the world. You can't find it in things. You can't find it in people. You can't find it in relationships. You can't find it in career. You can't find it in, in, in anything the world. The best the world has to offer can't give you the peace that only he can give. I have give. to interject there. In Second John, where it says, Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be, be with us in truth and love. Where do you find the peace of God? In truth, which is the word of God, and in love. You find peace in truth and love. Amen. Remind yourself. That's a quick, like, when you are needing it, I find peace in truth and love. Mm. Amen. Hey, we love you guys. Appreciate you. And we will talk to you next time on Game Changer. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. And uh, we'd love, love to interact with you live. So appreciate you guys. Have a good one.